Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. James 1:16 to 18. Don't be deceived. My dear brothers and sisters, don't be deceived. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He will never change. Verse 18, he chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Let's pray. Our heavenly Father, thank you that we call nobody else Father but you. Thank you for the example that you give we thank you, Jehovah, that you chose us before time to love us, even before we knew that you are our Father. Help us today to hear the wisdom of fatherhood from who you are. Help us, Jehovah, to do what you've called us to do, the fathers in our midst, the mothers in our midst. Help us, O loving Father. Protect us from the enemy who desires that we are not fruitful and productive in the roles that you've given us. We thank you, we bless you in Jesus' name. We all shout, Amen. Amen. Like I said last week, if you want to know how good of a father you are, ask your children. You know, if I ask each one of you, you will tell me how good your father was. Would a feature? The guy was there, he was not. If you want to see yourself through the eyes of your children, ask them simple and even open-ended questions. Very simple. Don't ask Zander, because he'll throw you off. Mm. If you know Zander, you know what I'm talking about. The following are answers to questions a young boy, Mark, age three, was asked about his father by his class teacher. Hey, fathers, you better have good examples. Otherwise, the teachers will know. What is your dad's name? I said, my dad's name is Jason. I said, ah, take. Good. Number two, how old is your dad? This is Jason. My dad is three years old. So I'm confidently. And you better not say any other age. Number three, how much does your dad weigh? How, how heavy is your dad? Kiria. My dad weighs six kilograms. You know, they are serious. What's your dad's favorite food, Mark? My dad loves meatballs. Who's your dad's best friend? Who's Jason's best friend? Kafkiria, Guka. They're very good friends. Grand, grand, grandpa. What is your dad really good at? Kafkiria. welding. He's good with the metal. Chuma. What does your dad like to wear? <laughs> My dad likes to wear shirts with many holes in them. And then what, what does your dad really love to do? <laughs> My dad loves to fight with mom in the bed. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. mm. Kids, you think they don't know. Parents in the house, watch out, watch out. Close the door. Do it in silence. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Last week we looked at the dilemma behind the role of the father. Especially because of the bad examples we've seen. Most of us, if not quite a few of us, have seen bad examples. Few of us are lucky enough to have experienced good fatherhood. The dilemma is as a result of the pain of the lack of a father. Or the presence of a father who was never there. He was, but he wasn't. The pain has driven us to develop coping mechanisms that if not checked by the way, will completely destroy the next generation. That we said, we need to be keen of not allowing the pain in our lives to be passed on to the generations after us. But there are better ways to cope, guys. There are better ways to cope with the pain we experience. One of the easiest and best ways to cope, especially for a single mother, is to expose our children to a father figure. I saw a post on social media this week of a lady who was complaining that the guy left. We are Jamalian. One of the things she did is she realized, wait, I have a father who's present. I have a brother who's present. I have an uncle who's present. And so she's, ex she's exposing the boy to these father figures. It is very important. One of the things we men enjoy is sober father figures. Somebody I can see myself in consistently. This gives us a picture of the father we never knew or had. And in a way helps fill and heal the father's hole in our hearts. Each man here has a hole in their heart shaped like a father. And we need it filled. The pain of the fatherless pushes some mothers to dump the children and forces other children to become forced orphans. You know the stories. You've heard of them. In this case, the great space of adoption can help. One of the things you'll hear us talking about a lot as Nairobi Chapel, not just the Bakasi, is adoption. We encourage our people to remember the space of adoption. Whether you have children or not, it is very important, and I will share why. What adoption does to the children is help them find a home that will care for them. We all want to be cared for. Whether you're five or a hundred, you just want to be cared for. Be cared for well. At Nairobi Chapel, we encourage others to give not only father figures, but adoption. And there's a reason why. Did you know, for example, that Kenya records about 2,500 daily births into homes without a father? Daily, 2,500. There are over 2 million abandoned infants in the country due to a variety of causes. This is recorded stuff. There are almost 3.6 million orphan children in the country. 3.6 million. As of 2019, and this I shared, there were over 40,000 children in 830 children homes in the country. What are we supposed to do? Should we just look and be like, hey, mutaji sort, or say, mimi rikwana ishuzangu, jisort. Most parents with children are actually the ones who adopt the most. Did you know that? Most with children, not without. When it comes to adoption, it is actually the child that makes the choice of the parent, not necessarily the parent. Yes, you will clear the paperwork. Yes, you will pay the lawyer. But even in adoption of animals, you know, 
There must be compatibility. Lazima the animal be like, ah, uko sawa Kama uko, The parents, of, did you know that the parents of the adopted have mostly commented, mostly commented, that they love the adopted children more. There is a love. Especially because they chose. It's a choice. This was not a one-night stand situation. This one you've thought through, you've processed. So that love is informed. It is... I'm not saying it's more than a tiule ever. But generally it seems to be more. These children guys don't know their fathers. My question to us today in the service is do you know who your father is? Do you know your father? I want us to read Ephesians chapter 1 verse, verse 3 to 6. If you can turn there and sour, if you can't, let me just read. Ephesians 1, 3 to 6. I'm reading from the NIV. Ephesians 1, 3 to 6. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, verse 5, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Ephesians 1, 3 to 6. Paul, in this portion of scripture, is stating a very few, a few important things, very important things. He's talking to the Ephesian church, one of the best churches in the New Testament. He's telling them, one, praise God forever. Praise him despite what you see, what you face, your hopes, your disappointments. Praise him. Praise him consistently. Why? Because he's blessed us with all heavenly blessings. Whether you think you're blessed or not, and you know the Lord, you're blessed. Upon your place here, yeah, amen. amen. Hey. Praise him because he has blessed you with all heavenly blessings. All heavenly blessings. Are yours every gift of the spirit is available for you god has chosen you to bless you see any uh, prosperity amen spiritual blessings <laughs> number two he chose us in him before creation for what to be holy and blameless in his sight for he chose us in him verse four before creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. So he chose you for holiness. Chose you, chose. Sat down Why? Number one, to be holy, blameless in his sight. He says, I am a holy God. Tells the Israelites in the book of Leviticus. So as I'm holy, be holy. That is why he chose us. To be holy and blameless in his sight. Number three, he predestined us. You have a four adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in love. 
of his pleasure and will. He chose us before time for adoption to sonship through Jesus. All this he did in love. Turn to your neighbor. Imagine you're adopted. Tell the other one as well. Imagine. Just imagine. <laughs> that we talk about in a few. Number four, he says, God's glorious grace has been given to us. The grace of God is sufficient. It is sufficient even today. So if you need it, it's available. Can I hear an amen? amen? We all need his grace. When Adam and Eve sinned, they experienced spiritual death. Remember what God desired for us is fellowship with him forever at the Garden of Eden. We were one with him. The relationship with Kwadu, the Pale honeymoon. When I say honeymoon, you know, those first few months, that's what God desired for us. Spiritual life with Him. But when Adam and Eve sinned, it cut off. And separation from God began instantly. There was no going back. Jesus experienced the same thing on the cross when He exclaimed, My God, my God, why? Have you forsaken me? He was picked, like taking us back to what happened to Adam and Eve. Because spiritual death had occurred. He had taken up the sin of the world on his shoulders. It was on him. So God could not be with him. Why, Jehovah, have you forsaken me? Because of the sin of the world, him and Jehovah could no longer be one. He had to die. That is what happened to Adam and Eve. Leviticus chapter 11 was for Let me read for us. I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am holy. He is our father, guys. He is our friend, but he is holy. He is a holy God. And the only reason he stands us is because of what Christ did on the cross. God, as we know from scripture, is all holy. He is the very definition of holiness. He has no sin in him at all. I'm talking about God our Father. If you look at the book of Leviticus, the book of the holiness of God, it shows us that God was calling his people, his children, to separate themselves from sin, which is the very definition of holiness. So this portion of scripture just read is informing us that God, in love, predestined, planned before time that he was going to take us back into his fatherhood. What Adam and Eve missed, his son was going to sort out. And what a price he paid. And for the fathers in our midst, you know, hey, fatherhood is a price. One. That thing is not easy. I used to complain in my father's house. You know, Uji, to join a nyama for four days. Like, nyama. My brother, remember once, commented, Now in our houses, we are like, oh, wait a minute, this thing is not easy. 
what Christ went through on his way to the cross to purchase that adoption for us was not easy. The endurance, the friends that left him, we talked about this last week, the pain, the agony, it wasn't easy. But God had planned that he was going to get us back into this space of fatherhood. He created us anyway. How painful do you think that is? When you've given birth to somebody, who then looks at you and is like, ah, I'm sorry. No wonder our parents look at us and I was like, ati, ati, you may say, Romans 6.14, guys. Sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law but under grace. This is how I read this portion of scripture. Sin shall no longer be your boss, your direction, your place and point of reference. Sin shall no longer be your father because you are not under the law but you are under grace. We are all born into sin because of what Adam and Eve did. And as such, without the fatherhood of God, we are born fatherless, believe it or not. All of us, because of sin, and because of what Jesus did on the cross, we are brought back into a loving and holy relationship with our Father God. But through adoption, he legally takes us back because of what his son did on the cross. He adopts us back into himself. And if you believe in Jesus, you are adopted. Don't your neighbor then come on You are adopted. Sin or oh, the enemy is no longer our father. God is our father. And he is a good, good, good father. Let me read Romans 8.15 for us. Eh? Romans 8.15. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you have received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, we cry our father. The spirit you received does not make you slaves anymore. You're no longer fatherless. You no longer have to live in fear, anxiety, heaviness of heart. The spirit you have received has brought about your adoption back into the fatherhood of God. Adoption to sonship. So I'll ask you again, do you know your father? Do you know him? I'm not talking about your earthly father. Do you know God, your father? Do you know what his son went through to get you your fatherhood back into him? He is the real father. Jesus had an earthly father that we're not even told about at his point of death. Scholars say he probably died. But because Jesus was sober in his knowledge of who his father was, he succeeded in life. He went through and endured the cross 
Not because of Joseph. Joseph was not there. It's because of God, his father. Who sent an angel to minister to him at this difficult point? Joseph never sent an angel. He was dead for crying out loud. Do you know who your father is? Do you? That's the question. Fatherlessness is shown by a lack of identity that enhances fear. Most of us have lived our lives through a lack of identity. We don't know the power we have in our fatherhood in Jehovah. Fear. Do you have fear in God's house today? Anxiety. Yani, God's fatherhood gives us identity as God's children and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. God's fatherhood. Not our earthly fatherhood. God's. Do you know your father? It is only then that you can start living. Do you know him? The Spirit of God has given us power. Not fear, not anxiety, not heaviness of heart. Power. Love. We can love even this difficult season. And soundness of mind. And with this knowledge, I'll ask you again, do you know your father? Do you know him? Are you being selfish about it? About your knowledge of him? Because the problem with what the world is going through, with the fear, anxiety, lack of identity, is they don't know that we have God, a father. Have you shared this with those that you can see that do not really necessarily know Jehovah? When we ask guys to share about Jesus Christ, it is not just evangelism we ask you to do. We ask you to share in your gift of fatherhood. They don't know their father, our heavenly father. Have you shared with others that are dying in the fatherlessness? fatherlessness? Have you at least considered doing something about adoption? That there are some children that will never know of a home. And not just any home. A home that understands our Heavenly Father. Those figures. 2,500 born every day. 3.6 million orphans. 2 million abandoned infants. Have you ever considered, even if it's not adopting, supporting them for the great work they're doing? Do you know any orphaned children? And what are you doing about it? I'm speaking to myself as well. Don't assume at the pastor I'm a kotika. Hey, boss, guys, I'm right there with you. These homes with children that are just there waiting for tomorrow. What have we done about it? How have we shown God's love? Because remember, even in the adoption that exists in the fatherhood of God, it is the child that is going to make the decision. It is you who made the choice. The Bible says, choose you today where you, who, you, who you serve. Choose. You chose Jehovah. This is the way I want to follow. Have you make, made that choice in the house of God? Do you know who your father is? Do you know our heavenly father? Do you know that he is holy? And demands holiness from you. 
That is why he demands it. Because he's holy. He cannot stand it if not for Jesus. Where are you? I have to finish with this portion of scripture we just read. James 1, 16-18. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. Who does not change like shifting shadows? He chose to give us birth through the word of truth. That we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Every good and perfect gift is from our Father who acts in heaven. If you want to know every good and perfect gift, you must know our Father who acts in heaven. Do you know him? Do you understand him? Because the Bible says he does not change. Our earthly fathers were not consistent, some of us. We have issues. He said, but he never. He promised, but what we see on the ground. God chose, 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 that's the word, chose to give us birth through the word of truth. That we may be a kind of fast fruits of all he created. We must be his examples on earth. When we are going to reach out to those that do not know him, what we are telling them is there is a father in heaven who created you, who loves you with an everlasting love and desires that he comes back into your heart. Receive him. And then leave the work of the Holy Spirit. So I will ask again, do you know your father? I will ask again, would you consider for the last time to be in the place of those that need adoption? Like I said, and I'll continue to say as Nairobi Chapel, we always encourage that you consider. And why? I'll read this again. Kenya records about 2,500 daily births into homes without a father. There are over 2 million abandoned infants in the country due to a variety of causes. There are 3.6 million orphan children in the country. There are 40,000 children in 830 children homes in the country. What are we going to do about it? And to now put this to bed. How would your children be if you left? Have you thought about that? Who is going to be with them? I'm not a Jibanda. I have a big family. Go on, Ikoni. Have you thought about that? We are encouraged, even with the lawyers that we have, if you have lawyers in your life, to leave even plans for the children that you have. Even after you stop existing, have we considered that? Join us every Sunday from 11am at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.